Superkicks.com offers cool streetwear and apparel at great prices. Shipping worldwide, thanks to the guys at Superkicks, you can get 10% off your order by using the code SWN at the checkout. That's Superkicks.com, pro wrestling apparel. Welcome to the latest edition of SWM Podcast, uh, now on Patreon, if you want to go check that out for £5 a month. Uh, I am joined this week by £200 of ginger steel with sex appeal, the big strong man of Scottish wrestling, Ewan Raw. Welcome to the show. How's it going, Ernest? I like how you've got the catchphrases down. I've you've done got my it, off, it off your head, I appreciate that. Yes. That goes a long way with me. Cheers for that. Um, yeah, that, um, I mean, I'm just going to... I'll, I'll just jump straight to the bit because the the set the two hundred pounds ginger steel sex appeal. Soon I saw it on your uh, wrestling island promo. Uh, I was like, <laughs> "That's a keeper. That is a tagline yeah, that, yeah. That, that's been that's sticking around." Uh, anyway, we'll come back uh, to that in a, a bit more. But uh, we're going to start with the boring question, of course, uh, as everyone gets: is how did you get into professional wrestling? Um. Well, basically, just I've always like. For, like the earliest memories like I can think of. I don't know like when the first time I watched it was. Like, I can I can remember having a, a video player and it was I had King of the Ring nineteen ninety eight I think it was and it was a year Billy Gun one and I remember watching that video probably about fifty times. The first match on it was Kane v Big Show. It ended by DQ Kane hitting Big Show with a chair. And I can just mind watching that hundreds, basically. And then I always like liked playing the games and that as a kid, but I just never really had it on TV until I got Sky. And then I found this channel, basically, and it was called The Wrestling Channel. And for there, I just kept watching that. And then I found out uh, what TNA Impact was. And I found guys like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, all the kind of guys, and just basically fell in love watching TNA every week. And then as my kind of love for wrestling went on, I managed to talk my mum and dad into getting Sky Sports as a kid. Then started watching like Raw, SmackDown every week, uh, watching guys like Edge, John Cena, Undertaker, people like that. And just, yeah, been a fan kind of ever since, I think. I had like a year or two off maybe as I was like going into high school acting that kind of too cool to watch wrestling age but then kind of started to dip my toe in a wee bit and watch it more as like kind of Wrestlemania 28 time came up. At first I probably wouldn't have admitted to people I'd like hide it a bit but yeah started to watch a lot of wrestling back then and then ever since Wrestlemania 28 I've just been a fan again not stopped watching it since. <clears throat> wrestling channel. Um, do you still remember the the i the like the we ads for like Jushin Thunder Liger and uh, was it uh, Cole Cabana and uh, yeah. Darren Burridge? Um, I was like, I was I don't know. I would have been like six, seven at that time. I can just remember. Like, I can't remember the ads. I've heard like people talk about them. Like, I've done. I've done another podcast, uh, Stephen Louch, Tucker the Drawn. He said the same thing about the wee ads and stuff like that. And 
like it rings a bell, but I can't. I just mind all the different wrestling, like those mad Japanese promotions on it and everything. But then, like, I kind of found TNA because I seen. I think it was the Dudley Boys. I seen. I was like, oh, they were in WWE. I recognised them through the game. And then I seen guys like Rhino and that as well. And they had like, a lot of old WWE guys, which made it like easy to get invested in. And then obviously I seen like people like AJ Styles, someone showing that and just blown away behind like how good they were. So that just basically became like my kind of number one. Uh, wrestling promotion for an LH. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm putting that around about 2005, 2006, then Dudley Boys, uh, Rhino, all that kind of yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know if they're on YouTube, but the the, the ads were just hilarious. They were, they were just. I might go. Yeah, I might go back and watch them now. You're saying that because <laughs> it's like kind of piqued my interest. Uh, there's a curry man as well and it's just yeah anyway <laughs> right um, yeah so this is 2006 so uh resume 28 that was 2012 i think 20, yeah yeah okay so that was uh 28 was that that was that was the rock and cena was it rock and cena, yeah yeah because that's how like basically i got back in because it was like that was the year like, everybody was watching it because obviously the rocks the rock and John Cena's John Cena. It's like two biggest superstars in maybe like the last 20 years for like different kind of decades squaring off. So everybody was watching it. It was like all people were talking about in school. And like I was still like in that mode where I liked wrestling, but I didn't really like want to like talk to people about it and try to act too cool. But I was still like, like occasionally would like flick the channel over. And then, like, when the big roll was coming into the room, I'd, like, switch it off, do you know what I mean? Like, try and hide it. But then I just became a fan again, like, after that mania, I remember. Uh, I know, you'd rather be caught watching the 900 channels than, than wrestling, right? Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I I I was the older brother, so I didn't get that that kind of that <laughs> thing. I, I was watching wrestling because I was watching wrestling. That was just my thing. Uh, but... Um, how did you go? For, so you, you convinced your folks to get Sky Sports. Did you also have to convince them to start actually wrestling as well? What kind of age were you when you um, started doing that? So when I started wrestling, I was 19. So it was kind of just like it's something I wanted to do since I was like 15, 14, I'd say. Like I'd always kind of just looked at it and be like, oh, that'd be so cool to do. I really want to do that. But obviously, I didn't really know like of like any wrestling skills or stuff like that. Uh, in kind of until I seen like the ICW uh, Fight Club documentary, and that was obviously guys like Grado, uh, and then stuff like that. I started looking more into that. Found out like Noam Dar, people like that, uh, Lionheart, uh, Drew Galloway, even though he was in WWE and that, like just all the kind of big Scottish names and, like, finding out, like, they trained in Scotland and they've started to, like, build a career around wrestling. Like, I started to look more into it then, I would say. But even after that, I'd say it took about two or three years um, up until that point to I really started. Like, I think it was, I just turned 19. I was at college. I wasn't really doing much, like... I'd done judo previously, like, I was still enjoying that, but I was kind of wanting to try something new, and, like, I just one day Google wrestling skills, found 
a school in Airdrie, what's now known as PWS Pro Wrestling Scotland, headed up by TJ Rage. And the next Sunday, I just went along and been in love ever since. So how how was it that first session uh, hitting the ropes? Was it was that an eye opening moment going? Like you, you, we know it's not real. We know wrestling's not real. We're not gonna yeah. uh, gonna uh, say it's anything other than that. But it's still a performance. It's still a, a big physical performance. There was was there a bit of a reality check as soon as you hit the ropes for the first time? Going. Oh. Um, well, I didn't really like at Airdrie at Pro Wrestling Scotland. We train on mats, so it's a bit different. It's kind of uh, learning on red mats. I expected that to be a thing, but I walked in. And those just basically kind of the jigsaw mats, red mats kind of sitting there. And I was like, all right, we'll go with this. Um, I've been used to getting flung about in mats anyway with judo and that, so it was like kind of nothing new. Uh, it probably took about a couple of months for me to get in the ring the first time, just by like helping out at shows and hitting the ropes and that. But like with all the other training, like people say you need a ring to do wrestling. I think that's a little bit rubbish in my opinion. Like obviously like, to wrestle on a show, you need a wrestling ring, but to just learn and train, I don't think, like, you can do just as much on mats. Um, a lot of, like, the old guys, vets and that, would have trained on mats. We've had guys come in in the past, people like um, Bram and that, and they have said, like, oh, it's cool how you still train on mats, because that's a weird one, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's basically... Yeah, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, I mean, you see, you see the gifts go out of, of ropes snapping mid match, and if you if you yeah. can't if you can't wrestle without ropes, then I mean, if something happens like that, you you just be deer in the headlights. So it's it's good to learn these things. Um, I was going to ask how that first bump was, but of course you did judo, so you would have been. Yeah. Uh, I assume you weren't used to uh, getting hit, landing on the mat too often, but at least you would have had that experience, so it wouldn't have been too yeah. much of a shock. You would have known how to tuck yourself and all that kind of stuff to, yeah, to not make it as as uh, <laughs> painful. Uh, speaking of throws, yeah. I mean, the episode hasn't gone out yet, but you did throw in questions to Bradley Poole um, <laughs> about you, you just throwing him about like a, like a wet trackie. Uh, so yeah. so it's, it, it, you're... I think he was saying that you're very proud of the fact that you've done that to him because he's got his MMA background. <laughs> uh, that was that was basically just one week in training. It was like we just get put in a training match and I knew, like, I'd never really done much stuff like that. I know it was a training match, but I hadn't really, like, had a match like that where it was, like, kind of more serious, kind of MMA style. And, like, I knew Brad was kind of, like, the perfect guy to do it with because he's got, like, the amateur kind of background. MMA style and I've been training well about maybe a year longer and I just grabbed them and I was like right we're gonna do this like we're gonna throw each other about and just do all this mad stuff and it turned out being like so much fun uh, got a good reception in training so that's like definitely a match I would love to do on a show like with him because he's so talented and like he's, he was just starting to kind of get on shows before everything finished I think he was going to like really be one of the ones to break out before, obviously lockdown and stuff like that. Um, so did you make your debut one of the academy attack shows? Would that be right? Um, yeah, it was. I don't even know what number it was. I'm not even gonna lie. It was a six man tag. There was just kind of like I think it was those guys like Ian Skinner in it. Um, Stone Nolan was in it. I'm trying to think who else. There was a boy called Leo King who now trains over in America with Matt Seidel and 
Chris Silvio, he was in the match as well. So there's just a bunch of different guys, really, yeah. Just six-man tag, just getting in there, getting kind of, like, I didn't do, I'd done a few bits in it, but it was quite, you know, basic, just debut level match, kind of just getting that experience, really. Absolutely. Did you find, uh, I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if, if you had, a, like, a big personality. Do you come across someone with a big personality in, in the ring and the, in the bits I've seen? But uh, did you find having to emote to the crowd, was that, did you find that quite yeah. natural as soon as you went out in the curtain? I've, I don't know like how, because I've never really done like any acting or anything like that before, but like one of my stronger things in wrestling is like my kind of personality and my character. I think it might just be because I'm such a big fan of the kind of character guys, like kind of watching wrestling growing up. Like some of my favourite guys were like The Miz, Edge. Current day, I'm getting really into a guy like in AEW called Ricky Starks, he's another big character guy. So I've always been into like the over the top kind of characters. So when I started wrestling and got in front of the crowd, it just came so naturally. Like I feel like I'm still like that's probably me at my comfiest, just working the crowd and interacting with them. Like that's something I love to do when I'm out there. So yeah, it didn't really come across too hard. But I'd say like probably the wrestling and stuff. Came across hard on the actual wanting the crowd part. So I mean, the the, the Academy Attack shows would be like friends and family, but I suppose if, when yeah, you get to the the showcases and stuff like that, it's it's more of a family oriented thing. So as long as you can, you, you only go out to get cheers or booze. As long as you get the one or yeah. the other, the one you aim for, I suppose it's that's the one. Yeah, uh, the worst thing you could do is, is go out and do the come on guys, and everyone goes, uh, nah. silence. <laughs> So Pro Wrestling Scotland, would you say that that you class that as your kind of home promotion now um, when things go yeah, forward? Yeah, definitely. Like, there was a time where I was like, I don't know if I'll train here or there after, you know, everything was kind of happened. But like, I started with PJ Rage and like, he's been nothing but good to me. Like, he showed me so much. Same with Krieger, uh, who's now going to be taking the barhead skill. He's also a phenomenal coach, so. And they've both, again, they've both just been really good to me. So I'd like to keep continuing training with them and just give them a shot and just see how far I can go really with them. Because I think, like, with TJ anyway as well, like, the amount of people he's trained, like, who, like, like people don't know. Like, he's trained Kenny Williams. He's trained Krieger. He's trained Daz Black, who's something coming. He's going to be massive in a year, two-year time. He already would have been, in my opinion, if this wouldn't happen, like he was on the verge of just doing massive things, so he's gonna be a star. He's, he's definitely one of those like, say freak athletes. He's just like, Aye, you can do it. just. You see him, and you just go, how how can you do these yeah. these things? Uh, especially because he's he's not small either. He's he's quite he's well built. Massive, man. Yeah, he's, when I start, yeah. When I started, he was a little skinny boy, and now he's just huge, and it's like happened to you man like used to be like a child when I started now he's just this yeah he looks like the Hulk do you know what I mean like he's a massive man and he's still flipping about and all that stuff so yeah definitely I think there's a contract waiting for him somewhere it's just, it's just disgusting to see someone so talented <laughs> uh, so I mean Bradley did send in a question. Uh, we were speaking about him a second ago. Uh, he put, what's your workout routine for that? Well, he's put, in his words, 
for that Humpty Dumpty frame? Um, a lot of frozen pizzas <laughs> and just, yeah, just, yeah, I don't know. I hate Brad. <laughs> <laughs> That's just him. Nah, I mean, just because he, he looks like Chris Ridgway, he needs to rub it in everybody's face. Just because he's big body builder looking boy. But I'll catch up to him soon enough and then I'll be throwing him about all over the place again before we know it, so... Not enough Happy pizzas. Days. I think Brian needs some pizzas in him. Uh, just that's that's the. Aye, definitely. So not just pro wrestling Scotland and uh, pro wrestling innovation. Um, I don't know if anyone can hear that. as my dog in the background whining for whatever reason. I have no idea why. Um, yeah, pro wrestling innovation. You also made your debut. Was it last year for Worldwide Wrestling League W3L? Yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of shows for W3L. Where Mike Mussel, I know you had him on uh, recently. He's been like an old guy who's just been like, really good to me in that sense, like getting me on shows. Like originally, I started off just kind of doing kind of gala days for him, working. Uh, that was a great experience getting to work guys like uh, Siki Bali, Johnny Lyons, and his last year of wrestling it was, was brilliant to work uh, stuff like that. Like. And then for there, like, because he's seen, I've done a few gals for him, he started to put us on a few of his other shows, and, like, that, like, he just gave us a lot of opportunities. Like, somebody who really hadn't seen much of me to take a chance on me, where, like, all our promotions and, like, maybe, like, wouldn't have touched me at that time and wouldn't have given me that chance to get experience. So I really, like, appreciate, like, Mike just kind of giving me that shot to get out there and get experience wrestling in front of a crowd. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote down uh, a couple of the, the big the, the big names in Scotland or, or UK that you have faced. Uh, Giant Lions, of course, being one of them, especially in the last year. Um, the other yeah. one being Blondie Barrett from uh, World of Sport. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was crazy, man. So, the, the only reason I know I know that you wrestle those things because your social media is that up-to-date uh, because... Um, W3 at gala days are impossible, almost impossible to find results for because it's gala days. They're not in yeah. canon. Uh, they're, they're not uh, part of the story. They're just gala days. Uh, but you've yeah. been you've been uh, keeping yours up to date daily. Make myself look busy. <laughs> Which <laughs> is like, great track, for me. That's how, like... I, that's how I find results nowadays. I just have to put, yeah. well, not nowadays, nothing's on. But um, yeah. when I was putting up partial results, usually it would just be you in a Raw's match. <laughs> that's the only result well, I've got <laughs> in, in my head I was kind of like you know what I mean like if a random promoter or you know anyone goes on to my kind of Facebook page and even though it is kind of gala day shows they see him wrestling that much like it just kind of makes me look busy makes me look better do you know what I mean like I'd, I'd, I'd post my match results to every match I have because I think that's the best thing to do, really, just kind of keep people up to date, like, keep them in the loop. Like, there's nothing worse when you see a wrestler and they've got, like, a like page and they've got, like, three things on it and you're, like, if you're a promoter and you look at that, like, it just looks like they've done nothing. Even though, like, some of these people have done a lot more than me, you've just kind of got to keep active in that sense. Yeah, and that, you can't you can't trust them then to promote your show. So, I mean, if they yeah. don't keep their social media active, then... People that want to see them aren't going to know they're in whatever, uh, Jedbra or something like that. Um, of all places, pop to my head. But yeah, you wouldn't know that because it's not up to date. But um, that as well, not only does it make you keep make you look busy, 
it also gives promoters uh, an idea of who you faced and what experience yeah. they have. So it's like, oh, you faced a guy like, um, like Johnny Lyons, who's who was around yeah. since like year dot, and uh, huh. probably probably even longer than that. Um, so you know that you've been in the ring with someone who's who who's absolutely solid, yeah. who would have who would have uh, at least taught you something. I'm sure. Uh, uh, definitely. Like, looking guys like him and Sakib, like. The amount I took away for the two matches just crazy because, like, as you say, how long they've been in, like, I mind just, like, going over the match with Johnny and, like, usually with, like, I'm used to working, like, younger, uh, less experienced people like myself and it's, like, you take kind of a longer time to go over the match but with Johnny it was, like, we were doing this, 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 this and finally just went out and done it and it was so easy, like, it felt effortless, really. Like he was just that good, and the fact that it was his last year, like I would have like loved to have worked him, like when he was kind of in his prime, because that was him slowing down, and I was like kind of, you know, it was that good. Do you know what I mean? And now, like obviously, he's coaching at FPWA with Andy, so like that's good for them. Like they're gonna learn a lot of him, so I'm glad he's still in the business in that sense, and he's passing on his knowledge. Um, so speaking about your your uh, social media work. Um, a tweet picked up traction. I'll speak about wrestling and the promo in a second. But a tweet picked up traction uh, when you called out a certain uh, television presenter of yesteryear uh, called Dave Benson Phillips. For those unaware that are watching this, uh, Dave Benson Phillips uh, presented Get Your Own Back. And uh, yeah. And he did a bit, he's done some wrestling. He did, I think he used to be a wrestler, yeah. then he did presenting, and then he's, he's done a little bit of shows since then. What were your... Th- you, you weren't old enough to know Dave Benson Phillips in his prime, so how, how, did you, how did you get from going, oh, I've seen, I've seen him wrestling, going to, I'm going to challenge Dave Benson Phillips? <laughs> I just, like, I've known him. He's kind of like a meme. He's Dave Benson Phillips. Like, I don't know, he's just always doing crazy stuff in social media and then one day I just went on his Twitter and I was kind of like going through it, like laughing and all this kind of stuff and then I seen wrestler, like former wrestler on his bio and I'm like, alright, I'm just going to tweet him uh, and say what I want to wrestle him and then like he didn't respond at first and I was like, alright, I'll do that again, just keep doing it till I get something off him and then I just bother him basically, just a big fan of the lad. I'm seeing it now. It's uh, Potter and Batter against uh, Dave Benson Phillips and uh, Andy Peters or uh, ah, you'll be Cannon or something. <laughs> oh man, it's so good, lad. Like, I'm definitely when wrestling's going to be back because his response was like, oh, wrestling's gone and now we can't wrestle you, but it's all next year. So, when everything's back, like, Dave thinks he's got clear in me with that one tweet, but once shows are back, I'm going to be back on his Twitter. Giving him hell to finally accept my challenge. I will not stop until we're in that ring together. I, I almost feel sorry for TJ Rage, who's going to get the uh, um, like a, a weekly email going. Have you booked Dave Benson Phillips yet? Have you booked Dave yeah. Benson Phillips yet? <laughs> <laughs> Next that will definitely be TJ Rage and Craig just uh, getting the mails every week after shows are back. Just me and Dave. I'll pay for it. I'll, I'll get him up. Do you know what I mean? I'll have whatever his fees are. Just to wrestle the guy, like, that'd be so cool. But so when Dave's caught, we need to, need to get Dave into it. 
Um, so, so if, if Dave, if you're watching this, you and I going to bat you. That's kind of yeah. some of that. Uh, but yeah, the Wrestle Island promo, that's, that's where we started this whole conversation uh, at the start of the, the podcast about the ginger steel with sex appeal. Um, mm-hmm. Was it just a, a more of a case of just trying to get your character out there? Because again, it got about, I think it was uh, over, I think about 1,700 hits as far as I've seen so far. It's so like well, just under 2,000 views so far. Um, did you get any any offers for for work? Not just from Wrestle Island, um, from anyone. I thought like they did get back to the tweet. They were like they did say on the tweet like going with it. Uh, basically, they were like really like the promo. Uh, forget like I up for Scotland. They would get us up. Uh, that promo basically just came about because I was seeing everybody like I seen they put out like the kind of uh, thing for like I think it was Prospect Wars it was called mm-hmm. and. Everyone was kind of tweeting them and just like oh, I don't want to bury him, but it was just kind of like generic tweets. Like, oh, pick me your wrestle and all that, and I was like, right, I could do one of them, or I could kind of try be a bit different and film something, try be a like a little bit funny, make them laugh, get noticed, and like by just even getting like a file from because like I didn't think much of it. Like I was just like I just done it basically just to be like right. I've not done anything on social media in a while, so it makes me look busy again. And then when they kind of reply to us saying that they liked it and that, that kind of meant a lot. So hopefully I do get to work with them in the future. Hopefully they can do keep to the work and eh, word, sorry, bring me up. It's it's certainly a good way, I mean, especially at this this time when there's nothing on as well. Um, yeah. Again, making yourself look busy, but also uh, keeping your character kind of out there. I mean, you see the same likes of uh, everyone's got Twitch, uh, including including myself as well. Uh, everyone's got a podcast coming out, including yeah. myself. Uh, but yeah, so it's just finding ways just to kind of keep yourself in the eye and for good yeah. reason, not just for good reason, <laughs> not not for reasons that came out in the summer. Um, but but uh, so yeah, again, other examples like Emily Hayden's got her uh, yeah everything that she does at the moment which seems to be um, having the Midas touch on anything she takes her hand to but um, it's a really great way to, to get eyes on you which is like like I said as soon as I heard Ginger Steel with Sex Appeal I was like right this guy I'm keeping an eye on him because that's yeah. too funny and I need to yep. see more um, which I actually have I don't know if it was since or before um, you've appeared on some uh, episodes of W3L's Wrestling Showdown on yeah um, on YouTube on their W3L network, and to give them a, a quick plug. Um, so, so what was it like actually seeing yourself wrestling on, on like the YouTube? And that was, or are you a bit of a perfectionist? Are you looking back going? Um, oh, well, I think I think every wrestler like watches their match back and they'll pick up things and they'll kind of cringe at things and go, oh, that was good. Uh, but like everyone does that really, like just kind of like. I'm my own biggest critic, like, but I was, like, to, for them, it put, like, my match up, kind of meant a lot, because, like, the first, I think there's, put, like, three of the matches up now, I'm not sure, but, like, yeah, it means, like, a lot, because that's, obviously, like, I think they do, like, one match a show they put up or something like that, but it's kind of, like, just them thinking, like, yeah, that match is good enough to go into the public viewing, like, it's, kind of a good feeling, like, just what he's happy with it, like, the promoter's happy with it to be seen, because, like, if he didn't like the match, then he wouldn't put it up, so is that kind of 
good feeling there. Yeah, a bit proud from that. Um, I think I, I, I watched at least one of them uh, because I know I've done a review of, of a show that you were on. And I think I said in the review that as soon as I saw you, because you were like big character, bubbly, I thought I was, I was kind of dreading, but interested at the same time thinking, oh, it's going to be a, a Grado character. Yeah, like the singlet, probably it was also in mind, but then when I saw you wrestle, it was like, yes, but, and I got to see some of your like you had some of your your judo uh, throws and, and all that kind of stuff in the match. So, um, would you would you say Grado's maybe a bit of an influence to your character, or is Def- just definitely a big bit of an influence? Like obviously, like Grado's one of obviously the best to come out of Scotland. Like I think he's incredible man, like what he's done. Uh, there is an influence there, but like when you're doing that kind of like comedy like side of work in Scotland, it's very hard not to get compared to Gradle. Like I found that out like in all the matches I've done. Like I'm at the stage where I'm like trying my hardest to like not do stuff he's done, but he's like been around for so long and he's done so much is like sometimes like I've been in matches and I've done like something uh, like a kind of funny sport and like, I thought like not made it up but I've been like all right that was good and then somebody's been like oh Grado done that and I was like when like that was just like it's frustrating but it's it's like a good comparison to compare to him but at the same time it's like I'm just trying to like do different I'm not trying to like be Grado but as hard when you do the comedy stuff in Scotland because everybody knows Cradle, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even your mum, dad, everybody knows Cradle, so it's a hard one. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, uh, it's it's about maybe yeah, it's, it's that thing of, of of like taking it and going. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a bit like Grado, but I could do this as well. I mean, yeah, I think uh, Grado would say himself that he's he's a comedy wrestler, but uh, if if he's gonna have to, I don't know, shoot or or actually. Throw yeah. something about. That's not his. It's not his thing. He'll he'll uh, do the the boots and the and the, cool. the good stuff and and all that, the the entertaining yeah. bits. But he's not gonna wrestle. But whereas you've got a bit more of a um, yeah. That's where I try like to try and separate is because it is like as you say with the comedy like I need to be a bit more hard hit and a bit more serious or else it would kind of just be like the grado comparison. If I don't do that kind of extra stuff, so it's kind of like just that's the way I'll kind of try and stand out with like my moves and offense. So it's like the comedy stuff, as I said, it's hard not to be compared to Gradle in Scotland because you know he's Gradle, <laughs> it's on the BBC, but uh, yeah, it's just kind of try and throw in like as much kind of unique and like cool offense as I can so people can go, oh, he's not just like a Calvin Coffey, Grado, do you know what I mean? Um, speaking of hard-hitting and things like that, there was a particular gift that went round um, that I watched numerous times. Uh, it was you and Dean Ford. Um, it was Dean Ford's blackout kick uh, to you that just looked like the worst thing in the world for you. I mean, it looked incredible. How, how did that feel? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it wasn't too bad, man. Like, I felt it. Like, I'm not going to say I didn't feel it. I did feel it, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't dangerous. Like, it didn't hurt me. Like, I was fine after it. Like, I felt all right. Like, I mind in the match, like, he hit us harder with his penalty kick, man. That, whew, that was, took the air out of me, man. But 
the finish, like I was happy with that, like the way I made that look and like the reaction it got, because it got that kind of reaction where like even the mums and the dads in the crowd were like, yeah, it's like faking that. Ooh, do you know what I mean? Like that look. That that's the key for a family show. If you can get the mums and dads to react, then then you're on to a winner. Yeah. But yeah, it's just the fact you just you just crumpled, and even I was going. Yeah. Oh my god! And then when you were laughing about it on Twitter, I was like, "Oh, he's fine." So I could laugh about it and go, "Oh my god!" That's I can hilarious. remember even being coming back to us and being like just chuffed with like Kyle made it looking that and just being oh, cheers for just being buzzing basically after it. But yeah, it was, didn't feel too much like it was was what it was. Do you know what I mean? And obviously we got the cool death and the reaction in that, so I was happy with that. Absolutely. Um, so speaking of Patter and Batter, that's your tag team with, or prospective tag team with Stone Malone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've, have you had a couple of matches already? I think Pro Wrestling Innovation, did you, have you had yeah. a match there? Yeah, me and Stone's done like, quite a few times. Like, I debuted, like Stone was in my team when we debuted. Uh, and like we've always kind of, like, since I started training, like, he's been like, one of my kind of first friends, like, one of my oldest friends in wrestling at this stage, but the team basically, I think it was just like, it started off as kind of joke, like, it wasn't like, oh, start wrestling school, and like, yeah, we're going to be a tag team, and we're going to take over the world together, it was just kind of like, we're pals, and, you know, like, opportunities came up to team together, like, uh, and then, like, people started to see, like, we had, like, quite a lot of chemistry, and, like, we were just, like, every match I've done with them, like, I just loved it, because... Like, it's just going out and having fun with my mate, do you know what I mean? Like, there was a time down in Dundee uh, in December, and it was me and Stone v Hugo Harris and Felix Fortune, and, like, we just went out and had, like, the pure time of our life, man. We were heels on the show. I wasn't used to being here at that point in a while, and we just, like, that crowd didn't know us either, and we just went out and just, you know, had a laugh, man. It was brilliant. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't that even Im- imagine you as a heel. So that, that would be very, very strange to go to, yeah, to go with. It was weird, but I was just because the crowd didn't know me. It was just so much fun. Like I still just going out there, just being pure fresh faces and just going wild, man. Like just class. Yeah, I mean the, the Dundee crowd. Um, I mean the company notwithstanding, but the Dundee crowd—they—they're yeah. into it. They—they wonder oh, so good, man. Yeah. I'd love to go back. Like Fair City's running up there now, man. That's a promotion I'd love to get in with kids up in Dundee. And like that crowd, it felt like a, I know it was like a family crowd, but it felt like a more markier crowd. Like they were just so into it, man. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, well, this is amazing. Like that's class. Absolutely, yeah. They're a, a, a really great crowd. Um, so when I was seeing Patter and Bar, my head was like going. Uh, it's like 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 chip like go to your chip shop order and what have you, and it took me to about today to realise. Oh wait, hang on, batter as an actually battering people. I think that's my stomach speaking to me than than my brain. <laughs> um, so I wrote down, um, oh, batter and batter. What's your chip shop order? And then I realised that that's not what it means. But we'll go with it. <laughs> what's your chip shop order? Uh, see where I live. I live in Belsill, and there's like. It's hard to get a good chippy. Like, it's very, very hard to, like, think. Because I'm quite fussy. Like, if I'm going to get a chippy, it's got to be, like, good. Like, I hate all this here, the cheap stuff. So I'm usually, like, I'd get a sausage something, but, like, I'm trying to think. 
best chip shops. There's one in Perth, I mean, going to when I was younger. It's amazing. There's one in Calendar. Calendar's the best chip shop, places like that. So I don't usually get a chippy a lot if I'm going to get a takeout, but it's like when you're kind of in the nicer areas of Scotland, like they have the best chippies, definitely. So, yeah, I think just off the top of my head, I usually go for it. Well, there's two orders. There's the order you have on your own and the order you have with your partner. Because if you if you have an order with your partner, somehow you're expected to share. So yeah. you, you got to pick accordingly. So uh, usually if a single, it's a, a cheese in burger. Don't know if you if you get these down the road. I'm sure you do. A cheese in burger, battered. So it's a bar, burger, cheese, burger, all together. Never. So, I've, I've seen like the. I know you get like the battered hamburgers, but I've never heard of that. But that sounds good. I yeah, get getting, that getting about that. That's 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 the, that's the daddy. That, that's you get when when you know you're initiating it. Uh, Got to inquire about that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it's like oh, oh we're sharing tea. Uh, uh, large fish something I don't know yeah yeah someone's gotta go <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna be disappointed if I'm making all of it um but uh one of our usual questions that we get uh, that uh, hasn't been uh, asked but I think I've just made it a regular feature is uh, what's your favorite dinosaur um dinosaurs I see you ask this a lot I'm not like I don't know too much about them uh, I would say like I mind loving the land before time as a child the cartoon show. I thought that was class. A good show. I definitely need to rewatch that at some point, but I don't know. I, I love, like, I've got to, uh, like, see the Rex, the Toy Story, Air Freshener, in my car. i seen that one day at the petrol station, and you know, I had to pick it up, so I'd probably say him, Rex, the Toy Story. That, that counts. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. That's one of my favourites so far. Um, I was in Primark <laughs> once, and there was a t-shirt that had Rex on it, and I spent I was in Glasgow actually at the time and I bought it because, of course, I'm buying that. Uh, yeah. I, I think I annoyed my wife the whole time because when I wore it, I was walking around going, T-Rex, T-Rex, <laughs> the whole time. Um, that t-shirt's disappeared. Well, I don't, I don't know why. Maybe the wife is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that might have done it. Uh, so what, what is, what is your, you said chip shops, chip is not usual, what's your usual takeaway? Um, I, I, I'd say Chinese are Indian usually, I'm kind of more into getting up here, because as I said, like, the chip shops in Belsa were all rubbish, man, they're just so, like, cheap, <laughs> like, they're just not good, man, like, you get the odd good one, but I don't know, like, I feel like more of the time I just feel myself eating them, and I'm like, oh, these aren't very nice, mm. so, uh, yeah, Chinese are Indian usually, I'd go for if I'm getting a wee takeaway. Uh, so back to the questions. I've got one from uh, Johnny Reeves. Uh, he says, "Have you ever thought about uh, the cliche in becoming a sponsored athlete with Iron Brew?" Um, well, if Iron Brew want to sponsor me, then of course, because like there must be good money in them. Like, how many years they've been kicking about for? Well, like, they must be, you know, they must have the money. So, if Iron Brew are listening and want to sponsor me, then I'll definitely take it up. Um, I don't drink a lot of Iron Brew. Like, oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I do. I do really like Iron Brew, but it's like the like one of the things I get like, a blooming kind of. I don't know. Like I enjoy it, but I don't have it all the time. So when I do have it, like I enjoy it more. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, it's like like your special. It's, like, it's your treat. It's your treat to yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I don't know. Like I was just oh Iron Brew. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
it's 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 my hangover cure and as I don't drink a lot it doesn't yeah. often get put into the house because there's no point I'm I'm, made, I'm, cool. I'm made hangover um yeah so I've I've got oh actually I've got, I've got loads of questions I don't know why I'm I'm kind of skipping these uh we've got Ian Skinner uh with why is Tyson Kidd the best oh Tyson Kidd man like so good like it's so sad like how he had to retire early like uh, like when I was kind of like at my peak of a fan, like I'd say 2014-2015 time, NXT, I just kind of seen him and it was his match with Neville. And he's so good, man. Like I think he's so underrated. Like everybody was talking about like all the indie guys coming in and like that was the time like Finn Balor and obviously Neville, Sami Zayn and all that was coming into NXT and it was like... Tyson Kidd was there and he was just having all these amazing matches and then they went up to the main roster and done his stuff with Cesaro which like every tag match was just unreal like I, I went back and watched it recently during lockdown like every single tag match they'd done they were just getting like crazy evasions like this is an awesome chance every match like I thought it was just me as like a child who loved them but like they were just so good man like Tyson Kidd's just the best, and I seen like a video today of him like practicing a springboard, and I'm just praying he gets like back in the ring and he's healthy and gets back to it one day. But it's a long shot, I know. I, I was asked, I was about to bring that up because I saw the video as well, thinking that maybe 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 it's it's not over for Tyson Kidd, but I could certainly see him like uh, slotting in quite nicely to to NXT and just. Even if he's just yeah. the guy that puts on great matches, and that's that's where he is for evermore. At least we get to see him uh, wrestle a bit more, which is never a bad yeah. thing. I, I liked his, his character towards the end, which was just like the cat guy who yeah yeah who just, just came out with like cats on him yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just just pestered and well actually just ignored Natalia and just was just there and he's just whatever his PSP or. Yeah,比赛，然后那，啊，发了，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是，是
guys like that. So I don't know. I'd probably say like one of them. Yeah, I think that's a hard one. I don't know if I ever aspired to be like. I don't know. I've always just kind of wanted to be a wrestler. I guess so. I'd say that one of the guys. And uh, before we go into the ten count and the social media, bring back ten count for this edition. Uh, I've, I've got my favourite question, which. I'm going to guess you know what it is because you, you replied to it uh, on, well, on Twitter. But it's, it's if WCW, this is from Brent Carter, if WCW had won the Monday Night Wars, would you be called Ewan O'Nitro? See, I've actually thought long and really, really hard about this. And the answer is no, because my second name is just O'Rourke. Like, that is just my real second name. So I, I don't know. But it wouldn't be in nah. that. I'll keep my real setting name and just be happy with that the nitros can go and stuff themselves <laughs> I know so as soon as I saw a question I thought there's no answer to that but yeah. it's, it's just incredible to read <laughs> just uh, yeah um, okay so I can see that it's getting dark at your, your end of the world well I've got a light on yeah I've got a light on if you want it's some sitting <laughs> darkness it just gets wet dark I'm not like on yeah <laughs> It's all right. <laughs> I was thinking it, 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 it's getting dark. I just like I've got a light on, but I've just looked out the window and it's it's raining yeah. as well. Fantastic, wonderful Scottish weather. Um, <laughs> we've got a ten count. So what we do is I've got uh, ten names or ten things. Uh, you just give me your first thought. It could be a word. It could just be a, a, a whatever. But I'll, I'll count it up. Um, I've I've taken some of this information from a, a interview you did with me, actually last year. As of as of yeah. recording, it was it was like the 9th of October 2019. Uh, so I've picked oh, up real. stuff from there, and a lot, a lot, and yet nothing has happened in the last year, <laughs> and especially yeah. the last six months. Um, so yeah, we'll go through them. I'll count them up as we go. So at number one, TJ Rage. Good strong man. I hope these are all just strong man in the end. Uh, two, BT Gun. Uh, phenomenal wrestler, like, oh man, he's so, like, the amount of shows I've been on and just watched him, oh, he's so good, man, like, he's an old guy who's just at the top of Scotland, phenomenal, yeah, so good. Three, Quavers. Um, I, I like Quavers, but it's smelly Quavers, not too good, it's a kind of, oh, they're a bit like, and then you get people and you get that cheesy smell, I don't know, it's one of the ones I'd have in the car. Off like an off occasion. If I was really feeling like low, and I was like, right, Quavers, one of the ones. Uh, number four, Dean Ford. Um, kicks hard and speaks slow. And I've got an interview with him coming up, and that was uh, I've had more than one comment going that he speaks slow. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's my uh, the first. First time I spoke to him, I was like, oh, I don't even know what this guy's saying, but yeah, <laughs> you get used to it. So it might be one of our longest podcasts, but with yeah, questions. Yeah, three hours long. <laughs> an episode in a row. Uh, five, Ian Skinner. Oh, great guy. I was talking to him like minutes before recording this, just messaging him. Uh, he's an hour, like one of my oldest friends in wrestling, like uh, someone I debuted against. Just a uh, great guy. Uh, six, Stevie Boy Xavier. Another one, just like BT Gun, same category, just elite Scottish wrestling. Like, he's the elite Scottish wrestling. Just him and BT, like, 
two of the top guys. Like, kind of, yeah, amazing. So, would one of your dream matches be Patter and Batter against just us? Oh, be, uh, be amazing. We'd probably get like ran about something awful and be struggling to keep up, but uh, I'd love it. Yeah. Uh, number, where are we at? Six. Uh, number seven, uh, Tyson Kidd. Oh, the best. Goat. Goat. Greatest of all time. Eight, Grado. Eh, brilliant. Just everything he's done, like, you've just got to respect it. Like, top guy. Eh, met him a couple of times as well. Lovely. Great guy. Uh, nine, Martin Kirby. Oh, I love Martin Kirby as well, man. Uh, I've never met him. He's retired now, sadly. Would love to work him. He's another dream opponent, definitely. And finally, number 10, uh, Spud. Or Drake Maverick. Oh, Spud, one. Uh, dream opponent. He's like kind of top of that list when it comes to comedy. Like He's just the OG, isn't he? Like, he's just been about forever. Like, and now he's in NXT and he's still funny and he's class. I love Spud. I loved his uh, his Twitter period where he was 2002 Spud. Oh, I thought, mate, I thought I was like one of the only people who remembered that. But I mean, just like loving that. He done a podcast with Flash Morgan Webster and the full podcast. He spoke like he was like this young trainee. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to like FCW and all that. is brilliant, man. So good. I loved his, his, his pictures that he put up on, on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that, where he, he just looked like it, uh, trying to, <laughs> to uh, next to a ring, going, uh, the young boys put up the ring. He just he just looked like he was just yeah. confused to be there. It was amazing. Um, I there was that picture of him in the OVW PC, and it was like, oh, that's the prototype point in the picture of the John Cena. And like, oh, it's so cool. Uh, Honestly, I think yeah. with with the stuff with Killian Dane at the moment, there, there's def there's definitely a market for that to return. I like it. Like I've only seen a little bit of it, but it's just it works. It's like the big serious guy with like the little goofy comedy guy. It just works. Does it? It's like Team Hell No kind of thing. Like there's always going to be like a market for that. Like people are going to enjoy it. Absolutely. I mean, every, every well, the bits you've seen, have you seen their their entrance with the whistling? <laughs> Just the yeah. worst entrance theme ever, which makes it the best entrance theme at the same time. Yeah, it works so well. Um, I was going to go into your social media and then wrap up, but I realised I haven't asked the, the usual wrestling questions, which is things like, uh, who's your dream opponent? But you, you kind of kind of covered that with um, stuff like I've that. Got, I've got a new answer to this, to be fair. So recently I watched the Drew McIntyre documentary on uh, it was WWE 24, and... Basically, what he was saying was when he was training eh, after he left WWE, got released at Rock and all that, he was training like he wanted to wrestle Brock Lesnar. So, the last couple of weeks after watching that, I've been training like I want to wrestle Drew McIntyre because he's now the top guy. And I think that if there was like one person, dream opponent, I'd say Drew McIntyre now because obviously the first Scottish WWE champ, like he's done it all. So, I want him. Absolutely. He's, he's, I would honestly say, especially for, for anyone Scottish, he is the absolute pinnacle of yeah. everything right now. Ah, uh, he's done it all. Like, he's amazing. Like, he's, he's honestly, like, I might just be because he's Scottish and he's biased, but he's like the first WWE champion in so long where I'm like, I just don't want him to lose about, like, he can mm. hold it forever. I'll be quite happy, like, quite content where he is. 
Yeah, so, so you, you get two parts here, your wrestling fandom brain going, like your, your logical side going, oh, it'd be great if Orton was the champion. He's done so well. He's, yeah. he's, he's had such a great run, but the other side are going, Scotland, Scotland. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> thinking, like, I wanted Orton to win up until the match. It was like the SummerSlam, the first one they had. I was like, yeah, I'd like to see Orton get it. And then watching the match, and be like, come on, Drew. Pure shouting, watching, like, just, oh, he's so good. Um, and any companies you, said, you mentioned uh, Fair City Wrestling being one uh, that you wanted to get to when they run Dundee and or just anywhere uh, when shows are running is there any other companies that, that's on your kind of immediate um, bucket list immediate like obviously I kind of want to like just work anywhere in Scotland like I'd love to obviously get in like your bigger companies you get like Disco Wrestling ICW they are two ones I want to kind of tickle off the bucket list because how big they are and what they've done uh, so, but like as it goes for companies, like, I just want to wrestle everywhere as much as possible. Like, yeah, just anywhere really. Like, if I just any company will put up with me, basically. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I think I've I've got all the questions that I've wanted to ask. Um, I think we've we've covered everything. That flew by really quickly. Um, so before yeah, I let you go, um, where can people find you on social media? Um, I think I think it's you know law PW on Twitter. Uh, double check that now. Edit that, I think. In fact, we're still here. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah, still... yeah it's you know law PW on Facebook. I had to change it recently. Twitter as well. Uh, Instagram is you know law PW. I'm sure it's all the same. Uh, if not, then I'm directing people to the wrong page. So that's my bad. It's fine. If but, people yeah. are watching this on Facebook or, or listening to it on, on whatever, I'm sure I'll have your, your, your tags somewhere yeah, and yeah. we'll be able to find you. Uh, but but yeah, yeah, great. Thank you for, for joining me tonight. Is there anything that I've missed? Anything you want? To, you've got any merch coming out soon? That uh, nah, no merch on that really coming out. I'm just kind of trying to stay busy with Jim and that now. Busy, but yeah, so pretty much covered, yeah. Excellent. Uh, perfect. Right. Well, thank you very much. Easy man, it's blast, cheers.